Welcome to Giant Cocktails Happy Hour, a podcast where two amateur mixologists introduce homemade cocktails and discuss what makes each one a giant hit. Now, here are your hosts, Finn and Matthew Henry. Welcome back to another round of Giant Cocktails Happy Hour. I'm your trusty mixologist and host, Matthew the Shaker Henry, ready to guide you through our classic cocktail journey. And joining me, as always, is the illustrious, the one-of-a-kind, Ben, the connoisseur of curiosities, Henry, ready to shake things up with his adventurous twists on our drink of the day. Grab your glasses, folks, because this episode is going to be a memorable mix. That's it. That was the intro. That's it. That was that was the worst. It was. I you know I told it to be more brief, and now I think I need to go back and give it a little bit more. Well, that's the problem. That's the problem with AI today, Matthew. It listens to what you say sometimes. I know. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. Like you so. know, I mean, connoisseur of curiosities. Yeah, that one just kind of rang hollow. Like, you're not even curious. Like, about oh, anything. what's that over there? Huh, I wonder. <laughs> you know, just like, I'm underwhelmed. I'm underwhelmed. You know what? The one reason that I record this show every week is to have my ego boosted, you know? <laughs> and and I get connoisseur of curiosities. <sighs> you know, well, I guess it's good to be curious. You know, kids... Those of you kids who are listening to our show. All right. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. Take two. If you didn't, you weren't happy with that one. I just, I'll just, we'll just do another one. <laughs> okay. Sure. Yeah. Give me an, yeah. Give me another one. All right, do it. All right. Here it goes. I'm get. Mm-hmm. Hello. 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 You've tuned into giant cocktails. Happy hour where the drinks are strong and the banter is even stronger. I'm your cocktail commander, Matthew mixer, maestro, Henry, here to steer this ship of shakers and spirits. And with me, the man who needs no introduction, but always deserves one, Ben, Emperor of Elixirs, Henry, ready to dazzle us with his encyclopedic knowledge of all things mixed and muddled. So, listeners, raise your glasses and prepare for an episode that's sure to be as exhilarating as a double shot of espresso in your evening martini. Welcome, Ben... Emperor of Elixirs, Emperor. how you doing? Well, I'm a lot better now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, 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 once I, I said, well, we can fix this. If yeah, you're not okay. Ego yeah. isn't stroked enough. We can just do better. That's right. So. That's right. And that's all it really takes, people. I'm a simple person. I'm a simple person and I have simple needs. And now I've had a good week. I've had a good week, Matthew, because I was called <laughs> Emperor. Someone who needs no introduction, but deserves one. That's right, but deserves one. <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell you, though, I was a little worried when it called you like maestro and commander because I was like, "Ooh, those are good ones. But then I was like, oh, yeah, OK, yeah, but I'm still better. That's, That's okay. right. This is That's fine. Right. This is fine. This is fine. You can be the commander <laughs> and the maestro. <laughs> uh-huh. Anyway, Matthew, how was your week? Because that, that's it. That's it. I'm not talking about my week. I didn't say anything uh, about it, it. The week has been fine. You know, it was. It was a week. I. I have, you know, as we recorded last week in my new barren apartment, my apartment is a little less barren now and 
definitely, you know, have moved in and it feels lived in now. And I have a TV and I just, you know, set up and everything's good. And uh, yeah, so things are going well. It was, it was a good week. All right. Well, I, I do got a question for you. All right. Do it. Hit me. So it's been raining off and on a lot for the last week or so, and it will continue for the next number of days, it seems. And got me thinking, Ben, I don't know if I know this about you. Are you an umbrella and or rain boots kind of guy? Am I an umbrella and rain boots kind of guy? What am I, a sissy? (laughs) What I mean? (laughs) Come on now. Listen, Matthew, I was born in the 70s. Right. Like, I'm lucky I'm alive at all. I certainly don't go around doing stupid things like wearing rain boots and umbrella and using umbrellas and wearing, you know, seatbelts. OK, I, I do do that last one. That's actually true. I do, I do wear your seatbelt, folks. But but also I'm not a sissy. So I use an umbrella. It's got polka dots. <laughs> But but I don't have rain boots because I don't even like, you know, what would they be like yellow? What do you what are you supposed to do with rain boots anyway? Do rain boots go over your normal shoes? I've never had rain the, boots. That's the thing. I, you know, I, I thought that when I moved up to Northern California that I was going to be a rain boots kind of guy and I bought a pair and they have like the, the soft, like furriness inside. So they keep your feet all toasty warm and they're rubber, you know, and they lace up. They look kind of look like a, a hybrid between hiking boots and rain boots. Oh, you see, I was picturing those yellow things that you get with the yeah, yellow no. dress. So these ones, I, you know, I, I just kind of tried to spice it up a little bit. But but the problem is that, yeah, you have to you can't just wear those around whenever you get to your destination. So you have to have a second pair of shoes. Yeah. And where do those was, go? Yeah, exactly. So I, I inevitably don't wear the boots because I don't want to like be carrying around another pair of shoes. And as far as umbrellas, I own about 10 of them, but I never seem to have one when I actually need it. <laughs> we own 10. Uh, we own 10 here. Nine of them are black. Ten, four of them are navy blue. And one of them is pink with polka dots on it. And somehow that's the only one I can ever find. And so that's my umbrella. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> So I, I inevitably what I end up doing is just running really as fast as I can from one you know dry space to another because I can't ever remember the umbrella. Uh, so so yeah, I figured, but I you know I was curious about that because I, I feel like you know this is going to be an important thing coming this year. So maybe I should buy a couple more umbrellas and stash them strategically. I you know what people, I'm not judging those of you that are smart enough and prepared enough to have rain boots and umbrellas. I only say that because I don't. I know that I know that it just because you wear rain boots and have an umbrella doesn't mean you're a sissy. It just means you have sissy tendencies. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> I don't know how to segue from that to our tip of the day, but you know what time it is. Is it that time? It is that time for tip, tip of, of the, the day. day. Tip of the day today. Tip of the day is nothing to do with the cocktail that I'm making, except for the fact that it got me thinking as I would, I, I have a very simple cocktail today and we'll talk about that more. But I started thinking about ways that I could improve or, you know, make it a little bit more interesting or, you know, change it just a little bit, subtle changes. And so I thought that one way to, to create a subtle change to an existing cocktail is to infuse the base spirit 
with something that adds a layer of complexity. Uh, for example, my one, one of the key ingredients of my cocktail today is Reposado tequila. And if you infuse that with maybe chili peppers, you know, for a nice spicy kick or Jolly Ranchers with watermelon. I, technically, I guess you could do that. Uh, don't don't shake your head at me. I'm an emperor. <laughs> all right. All right. Do you do you? I, I was going to suggest coffee beans, you know, maybe for a, okay, that's probably a deeper, better. maybe complex profile that would add a little bit more nuance in sophistication. Exactly. Yeah. 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 That sounds like somebody who wouldn't use an umbrella would do. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. So, so that's my, my tip today is if you're, you know, kind of in a cocktail rut or you, you have a favorite, but maybe want to kind of look at something a little different. Think about infusing uh, your cocktail and you can, you don't have to infuse a whole bottle. You could take a, you know, a cup of, of spirits and put it in a mason jar or something and then just add like a couple chilies or whatever you want, a herb or whatever you want to infuse it with and then let it sit for about a week or so. And then you'll have a very nice infused cocktail at the end that will be or could be a really good addition to an existing cocktail. So that is my tip today infusing your base spirit. I like it. I like this one. And so what your suggestion is infuse a base spirit and then maybe just incorporate it back in to that same a cocktail that's using that same spirit. So just like a small percentage of yes. it would be infused. So you're just kind of giving it a little hint of the coffee bean or the watermelon Jolly Rancher, which it sounds like a horrible idea, by the way. I don't know why you said that. And so <laughs> and so but then just a hint of that back and um, yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. I like that actually. And you know what? Now that I think about it, a watermelon, a water, a watermelon margarita. A wa- watermelon <laughs> margarita. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. What you just said. <laughs> a watermelon margarita. <laughs> Sounds pretty tasty to me. <laughs> what? <laughs> Most people would just infuse a watermelon, like they might muddle a watermelon uh, piece, but not you. You would just you throw a jolly well rancher. because I'm a sophisticated man. I I, I have an um, I'm the kind of man that has a polka dotted umbrella. I'll have you know. <laughs> sophisticated. No, this is actually a really good idea, and you could actually do that, and then mix it with other spirits as well, right? Other cocktails, and and just to, get, oh, yeah. to even oh, yeah. even add a lot more just variation, but. Yeah, and this is an easy way to have fun with it, for sure. I like this tip. Very good tip. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, if I do recall, it's your turn to go first today. So, Ben, what are you drinking? Today, Matthew, I am drinking a cocktail that I am calling the Moon Cherry Freshicano. And you have to say it just like that. That is the correct pronunciation. The, I was going to say Mon Cherry no, Frejicano. No, no, no. It's the Mon Cherry Frejicano. Frejicano. Yes. And I mean, I suppose you could say Mon Cherry Frejicano. And Frejicano, by, well, by the way, is spelled F-R-E-X-I-C-A-N-O. And, and I'm, I, I feel like the most clever thing about my cocktail today is its name. It's pretty clever. <laughs> but so what's in what's in the the Moncherry Frescicano? Get this Matthew, it is a perfect cocktail. Ooh. That I came up with all on my own. Now, I feel like perfect cocktails are pretty easy to come up with, right? Everybody's like, "Oh, the Negroni, the Negroni." I'm like, "Whatever." 
Like the simple, one of the simplest recipes ever. Okay, well, it's as simple as this one. It is one ounce of mezcal. I suggest that you find a very good, well-rounded mezcal in Mexico. Do a lot of research. Buy the bottle. Bring it back to the United States. Gift it to your brother only for to find out that he doesn't like mezcal and then take it back. That's the kind of that's the kind of mezcal I would go with. In particular, the yeah. brand I'm calling is called Creyente. Well, now I feel bad that you had like I didn't realize there was this like effort to bring this back from from Mexico. <laughs> well, I said I it. thought it was just a total booze and more place. No, 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 no. I did definitely to bring this back from Mexico, uh, but I definitely made it sound better than it was because I got it at the duty free shop at the airport. <laughs> and, but you know what? They had very knowledgeable people working there. And I asked a guy, I said, can you give me a mezcal that you can't find in the United States right now? And he went through all his stuff and he was like, look, I really like this bottle. And he's like, I'm going to tell you, you can find this bottle in the United States. But he's like, he's going to be very rare. He was like, it's not too smoky. Because that was one of the things I was trying to do on your behalf was to get one that's not too Mm. smoky, but was also well-respected. He did steer me in the right direction. It's called Creyente. I don't know how easy it is to find in the United States because it is apparently possible, but it may not be. But anyway, you're going to get the gist of this cocktail if you use any decent mezcal. So so don't stress about that part too much. And it doesn't have to be one that you got elephanted, white elephanted back to you. That's fine. And if they did, honestly, I feel like I won in this whole thing. Like I was, you, you got your, you got a whole bottle of mezcal. Yeah, and it's a very good mezcal. It's a, it's young. It's it's very clear. It's got a very fruity flavor to it. Slightly smoky. Very very good. And then anyway, so one ounce of that, <laughs> and then one ounce of cognac. In this particular case, I'm using Kirkland's finest. <laughs> so uh, very special, <laughs> I think they say, and. And then, and so that is the second ingredient. And the third ingredient is one ounce of cherry liqueur. I'm using hearing cherry liqueur this particular time. I think Luxardo would be fine as well or, or anything else that you may have. So it's one ounce of each of those. You combine all of them in a mixing glass with ice and you stir them until chilled. And then you will strain that into a Nick and Nora glass. I believe it would be appropriate to garnish this with three Luxardo cherries on a on a on a cocktail pick and just kind of put that down right in the middle and and there you have it that's how you make the mon cherry freshicano and i'm going to take a sip now mm. and you know what it is a smooth surprisingly easy to drink cocktail which is not always the case with a a stirred cocktail that is very spirit heavy right and, and this is a good balance between the smokiness of the mezcal, the cherry flavor, which contrasts with that smoky mezcal very, very well, all of which is sort of balanced and toned down in its intensity by the cognac. Now, all of them are very fruity in flavor. So this is a very fruity cocktail that is a little bit on the sweeter profile because of the cherry liqueur. But the mezcal definitely does a lot, I think, to give this cocktail a little bit of sophistication. Or it's the it's the it's the coffee bean to the watermelon Jolly Rancher. 
You know what I mean? And uh, so, yeah, it's it's very, very drinkable. It's it's a spirit forward cocktail, but it's also got a good cherry kick to it. But it's also got a smoky kick to it. Well, well first of all, I, I think that I'm reminded that I think I did a cocktail that had tequila and cognac and we you know we were like viva la revolution yeah, viva la or whatever revolution. yeah and so I, I i think that there's you know the mexican and the french getting together you know there's there's some history there and so i, I feel like this could be this this could be a good cocktail I, I you know the cherry liqueur is interesting because you said luxardo but that's very different than cherry hearing and and cherry hearing has a sweeter kind of uh, and, and a, a more viscous texture to it. And if you took it even a little a little bit further, Luxardo also makes a cherry liqueur called Sangue Moraco, I think. Mm. It's, or no, Morlaco, Sangue Morlaco. And it is similar to cherry hearing also. It's kind of, I think it, what it does is it uses some of the cherry from the Luxardo cherry, the, 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 the syrup, syrup from the Luxardo the Luxardo cherries. So that is, it's a sweet, that's one of my favorite cherry liqueurs actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think all of those, so those two, like the cherry hearing and the sangue morlaco would, would, would are very similar and would probably give it a more sweeter profile. If you just went with the traditional Luxardo cherry liqueur, that has a little bit more bitterness to it and less, less sweetness. And so it would be a little bit different cocktail. Yeah. That's true. It's also yeah. a clear, clear, liqueur whereas cherry hearing cherry liqueur is is not it's red a deep dark red so it changes the color of them significantly but i would definitely uh, encourage you to experiment with either one because i think they're all going to be very good cocktails yeah well and then and the mezcal I, I, while i'm not a huge fan i i keep trying and i and and i do have some mezcal still like so the problem with it i hadn't drank in yours is that i still had some previously that I also don't drink. Mm. And so it just seemed like there was a lot of mezcal. And so when you said, can I take this back? I was like, yes, absolutely. Because really you would enjoy it way more than what I was doing. And so I'm glad that you're able to utilize this mezcal, but I think I might, I'm going to keep trying. I'm going to keep, I'm going to make this cocktail with the mezcal that I do. I I, I think you should try this. I I do think you should try this. And, And actually there's another cocktail that I almost presented tonight, but I didn't want to because I was looking for something more like this. I was looking for something that was a little more spirit forward and spirit heavy than than this other cocktail that I accidentally made. So you're going to get a freebie from me. This was basically a Shirley Temple riff. So I filled a, a highball glass with ice and I put in two ounces of the mezcal and like a quarter of an ounce of the hearing cherry liqueur. And then I filled that, topped that with ginger ale. And that, my friends, was a winning combination. That was so good, but extremely sweet, right? But I think the combination of the ginger, the cherry, and the mezcal was a winning combo. So if you don't like this one, definitely try that one out. There you go. That's your bonus recipe. And so then I decided, you know what? I'm going to go back and look at my templates. And I saw the the Bitter Bomb template, which is, you know, the perfect template that usually has like an Amaro or a Campari in it. And I was like, oh, I wonder if I could pair this with another thing. And I pulled out this book that I have called The Flavor Bible, and it says cherry and cognac go very well together. So I said, let's do that. Let's try that. Let's try a perfect combo of those three ingredients. Yeah, and that's how I ended up here. And it was really easy to do, right? It was just like take a couple of flavor combos, 
find a combo I like, and then just run it through all of these different common cocktail templates until you find something that you like. And then just keep iterating on that. And the cool thing about a perfect cocktail is you don't have to iterate it on it too much. But anyway, that's how I stumbled upon. Well, I guess not stumbled upon. That's how I made my way to the Mon Cherry Freshy Cano. Sounds tasty. Mm, it is tasty, actually. I really do like it. All right. Well, while you're sipping, mm-hmm. I think I'm going to jump into my cocktail. Do it. All right. So I am also presenting an original cocktail called the Clavo Oxidado. And if you're not a Spanish speaker, Clavo Oxidado translates into Rusty Nail. And the Rusty Nail, I guess, the Rusty Nail is a cocktail that's it's been around. I'm not sure if it's a true classic, but it's... It, it's 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 older and definitely been around, and it is basically scotch and drambuie is what a rusty nail. So I got to thinking, you know, I had as we mentioned last week, we have this this liqueur called Licor 43 or Liqueur 43, and so I was like, well, you know, that's got to go good with a tequila, right? So so what I did is I swapped out the the scotch for a reposado tequila. And I swapped out the Drambuie with uh, the Licor 43. And so this cocktail has one and a half ounces of Reposado Tequila to three quarter ounces of Licor 43. And you're going to put it into a mixing glass with ice and you're going to stir it until it's really cold, about 30 seconds. And then you're going to strain it into a rocks glass, preferably with a large ice cube. Now, the Rusty Nail doesn't have a garnish, but this one was begging for something. And so... I have, uh, so you're going to take an orange peel and you're going to express the oils over the drink and then drop the orange peel into the glass. And that's it. Very simple. A clavo oxidado with the reposado tequila and the licor 43. And, you know, talk a little bit about the different flavors that you get here. You know, the reposado has you know, a slight oaky base, you know, with its, and and maybe some caramel kind of flavors along with its smooth agave presence, you know, so it's, it's got that nice richness. And then you add a layer of the liqueur 43, which is mostly vanilla and citrus with some other spices kind of thrown in. And it's, it's a really smooth, sweet liqueur that definitely complements the the tequila and it goes really well together and then when you when you express the orange peel over it the aroma of the orange hits you as you're drinking this and it is a very smooth slightly sweet cocktail probably best for like maybe after dinner you know a nice little dessert or you know sitting by the fire on a cold night and sipping something this is a really nice subtle sweet cocktail that i think just you know goes really well together and i think it perfectly is a perfect uh kind of a contrast to what the rusty nail is so i think you know using the sweetness of the liqueur with the uh the robustness of the of the tequila really does tie into the scotch and the drambuie the way that does so i'm really happy with it and so that's what i'm drinking today ben the clavo oxidado 
I like this one because of that. Well, first of all, I like the tie-in that you the clavo oxidado, the the rusty nail in Spanish. Because yeah, the rusty nail is Scotch whiskey with drambuie, which I I we talked about this last week, but then I think I think I cut it out of the show. So in case I did cut it, I will repeat that drambuie is a whiskey-based liqueur. It has honey in it, is a lavender honey. And so, and that is what a rusty nail is. It's just those two ingredients combined to each, with each other. And so you've done that here with a Spanish and Mexican kind of vibe. And, yes. and I would say this, that the Licor 43 or 43 is a really good pairing with the Reposado tequila, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Hang on, I'm going to drink more of mine. Yes. There. So look at that, Matthew. We both accidentally created some really nice uh, aperitif wines. Sorry, digestifs. Aperitif is what you drink before dinner, folks, and it's generally bitter. So a lot of liqueurs that are out there that are bitter liqueurs are actually intended to be aperitifs, like Campari. And generally speaking, they're on the more bitter side because that is meant to help lubricate the gastric system to prepare it for a meal or something like sure. that. Something like that. And then there's the digestifs, which are meant to be used after a meal to help you digest the meal. I don't know. It just sounds like excuses to drink. I feel like I want to say something else. But... Well, there you have it, folks. The Mon Cherry Frescicano and the Clavo Oxidado. There's just one English word in those names, Matthew. <laughs> just one. We're, we're, we're multilingual. Yeah, we're... yeah. You know what I'm realizing, actually? I'm gonna, don't worry, Scott. I'm going to get to your part here soon. Just hold your horses. Uh, I'm realizing, Matthew... Maybe that the name of my cocktail should just be the Cherry Freshicano. Because the Freshicano could be the Mezcal plus the Cognac part. And then you're supposed to have a fruit-flavored liqueur with that. And so I'm using Cherry Hearing, so it's a Cherry Freshicano. Right? Uh -huh. But if I took my Icelandic Blueberry liqueur... Mm-hmm. So then you could have like a you could have a blueberry freshicano. Yeah, I'm thinking like a peach. Yeah, like a creme de peche peach freshicano. I just invented a whole class of cocktails, people, right here on Giant Cocktails Happy Hour. You heard it here you, first. You heard it here first. You people are so lucky. Anyway, if you liked either of these cocktails <laughs> enough to make them yourselves, or maybe you made something better, take a Scott. Sponsored by Giant Cocktails. Of it. Or maybe just paint a word picture of it. And share it with us on Instagram, the Twitter, formerly known as Twitter, Threads, or Mastodon. We love to interact with you all, and it really helps the show. You know what else helps the show, Matthew? Leaving us a positive rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And also telling people. Telling strangers, telling friends, telling um, anyone that you think might benefit from listening to our show. Tell people about it. That would really help. It would. 
And on that note, we'll see you all next Monday when we'll be drinking these very same cocktails while we talk about the San Francisco Giants and how they didn't do anything and neither did anyone else because all of the free agents this year, I can feel it in my bones, are not going to sign until deep into spring training. And you can listen to both me and Matthew whine about that because we're both angry about it. Right? Angry. Until then. Cheers, Matthew. Cheers, Ben. Bye, everybody. And goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Giant Cocktails Podcast. Until next time, bottoms up. How could I possibly be this drunk already? I've only had seven of these. Nine? We gotta stop drinking during these. Things. Oh yeah, mm. we've got to stop drinking during this drinking show. <laughs> yes, would, this show would be so much better if we didn't drink. Would it though? <laughs> would it? <laughs> this is the perpetual question that I ask myself. We really gotta stop drinking during these shows, but then the show would be stupid. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> well, goodbye. See ya. Adios. So long. Peace. Is there a Gen Z way to... No cap. <laughs> it's, not, it's not right. It's not right. Bet. <laughs> right, stopping recording.